This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to another mini-sode of Bananas. We love the mini-sodes. I'm, uh, you guys know, Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. I'm uh, Banana Boy maybe three or 100, uh, Kurt yeah, Brown. I think 100 is good. Yeah, 100. Go banana, banana Boy 100. Boy 100. <laughs> So that every we could just Dang. load we could just load into the into the cinematic universe three through <laughs> three right. through ninety. We got a few people. We got a few that won in, but uh, these are you know your stories, your confessions. Um, I had a funny thing happen, Kurt. Mm-hmm. I went to a little. I went to a, a resorty type of place in California. I think Beautiful I know it. Sunny day. You've been. You've been and. Uh, you know, when you're in these sort of sunny Southern California places, there are people you don't expect to see. Yes, goths. And I, I <laughs> you know what? It's funny you should say no, that. For real? Because I was sitting, uh, at, I had this beautiful view, and I was sitting near a pool. It's and very I glanced, nature. It's all nature-y, very tall very trees. Very Yeah. And I glance to my left, and I see a gentleman wearing all black, black <laughs> t-shirt, black jeans, black hair, black boots. At the pool. Uh, walking up to the pool, holding a black coffee. <laughs> and it was Trent Reznor from 92. No, was it really? It really was? I'm shocked that you know what he looks like. Holy shit, oh, I couldn't... Exact, you could. He looks exactly the same as he has since 1991. Yeah, he's just preserved himself with just, like, coffee. <laughs> he's amazing. But also, he's great. He's super talented. He does, you know, he does all the Fincher movies yeah. now. He's, like, incredible. He's won two Academy Awards. But it was, like, and he came and he sat on a bench in direct sunlight for, like, oh, 30 seconds, 45 seconds. Then it was just probably too beautiful and positive for him and then he just <laughs> shuffled away again but i was like that's maybe my favorite celebrity sighting of all time trent Reznor in paradise that it's is like, so funny i could i like that it is perfect it's, i was in my head i was either it's either robert smith or it's trent Reznor. <laughs> right morrissey eating a steak i've been trying uh, to it's funny that you talk about that because i just wrote a new bit um and I'm like trying to figure out how to. I haven't actually tried it out yet. But the yeah. idea of like, um, I was just listening to The Cure recently. Like We're I put great. on a Cure playlist, and it is insane. If you actually listen to like all of The Cure's hits, yep. it is the most upbeat 
positive, yeah. <laughs> fun, hooky jams. And it is so funny that like this defined like the goth like uh, ideology. Yeah. yeah, like this just like uh, mopey, wearing all black, black fingernail polish, black yeah. lipstick. Spiky, long black hair. And then the music is just like... We love cats. <laughs> it is so funny. It's, and it's, 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 it's interesting to me to think about it and the fact of like, back then, back, especially when The Cure came out, like if you had a kid, if you were a parent and you had a child who mm-hmm. dressed like that and listened to The Cure, you were like, mm-hmm. oh, they... Are into in Satan. Trouble. They are yeah. Satan worshippers. Yes, no and doubt if, about it. And if those parents had just for a moment <laughs> listened to the music, they'd be like, "Oh, they're not into the devil. They're into poppy hooks." <laughs> yeah, and being in love. They're just so in love. They're so horny and so in love with another person. Yeah. So I can't wait. I can't wait for whatever Olive and Gus like get into because there's that generational thing. You know, it's like every generation thinks the younger generation is yeah. shitty. You know, like sure. boomers did it to Gen X, Gen X did it to millennials. Millennials is currently right now doing it to Gen yeah. Z. Yeah. And and it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Like we're all the same. Yeah. Like I can't wait yeah. to see what kind of like music my kids get into. I checked out like five years ago. I was like, you know, okay, I'm in my 30s. And um, I was like, I'm just not paying attention. Like when my friends had like strong opinions about Drake or strong Uh opinions about Nicki Minaj or now like SoundCloud rappers or I don't have an opinion whatsoever. I hope they all do great. Uh, If the music (laughs) comes on, I'm not like, turn it off. I'm like, (laughs) this is that. I'm not buying it, but I'm enjoying it for two minutes and 30 seconds. Like who cares? Yeah, I don't. I really yeah it is interesting all of like the music festivals i want to go to now are music festivals that are specifically curated to appeal to people who really were into music in like 2007 (laughs) right well my buddy brendan just was messaging me saying like half joking but half serious but like bush is touring with allison chains he's Uh like we got to go to this and like i never liked bush they're fine again they're fine like i've gotten to the point in life where all music to me is Pretty much fine. Yeah, (laughs) it's like your old bit about like like a G six or whatever. Uh Like at some point you hear something so much, it's just like, oh, now I know what this is, and (laughs) if it comes on, I know it has an end. (laughs) It's gonna end. Yeah, I was driving and I I was thinking about you just as a premise for maybe a bit. Oh yeah, give it to me. Give it to me. Uh, This is gonna sound so stupid, but maybe something will come out of that. Um, The idea and the word windshield a windshield yes i was laughing so hard that when they first built cars they didn't think about that detail so it was just people sitting in the open air and then at some point they were like this sucks the wind and bugs and dirt and sticks everything and so and then their first answer their first answer was goggles (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) and so we never think about it it's not a front window of your car it is a windshield it blocks wind from hitting the face of people. I'm pretty sure it was invented by a woman. I'm like 99% sure a woman invented the windshield. But it's just so funny. They were like, uh, look at this miracle combustion engine. You it has four wooden wheels. You can whip it around town. And they didn't stop to think that something would hit them in the face. And then their solution was just breakable glass right in front of your face. 
And it, now everything, it's it's just like such a funny evolution, and they call it a windshield. It is. I think it's. A, I think the bitch would be generally more generally about science and technology. You know, right. like how because I've been thinking about. I think we've all been thinking about this a little bit, at least during the pandemic, yeah. about how. Because I believe in science, you know, that there's this whole like um, thing about believing in science. And I, I'm fascinated by science and scientists. Mm-hmm. Um, but also at the same time, like I think the pandemic revealed at the same time the power of science, you know, yes. to like create a vaccine the super necessity. quickly. But yes. also how much is just like, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, we'll say one thing. And then three days later, we're like, we were 100 percent wrong. And yes. it's the opposite of what we were saying. Right. And it's the most unpredictable stuff. Like every time SpaceX lands a rocket on a floating barge on camera, I'm like this. I'm like, we have arrived. Yeah. We video game is become reality. We can do anything. But then they can't get like the car tunnels under the cities to work. Something that if you go, what do you think's easier? Digging holes for cars to go under cities or landing a rocket that just went into outer space, having it reverse itself back down and land in the ocean on a barge that's as big as uh, you know, a, a parking, not even a parking lot, like as big as a bread truck. And you're like, uh, I'll go with cars under the city. That seems like a very easy. And they were like, "No, you're wrong. That's very hard to do." Uh, God bless smart people. But yeah, so we, we should we should get on to actually doing some uh, some some stories Let's from do some, some people. Some confessions, some stories. Uh, the prompt, Kurt, you can start us off. The prompt was lies I told my parents or my biggest fears. Yes. Also, this was a great one. Lies I told my parents gave us such a variety and also there were a lot that I was like this is, I've done this I we've there are a bunch that are very familiar and beautiful but anyways you get started and then we'll jump in uh, as per usual I have one that does not pertain to that's fine uh, the theme here it is I am an ASL interpreter, and none of my colleagues know how I got my start. Most of them were exposed to ASL from high school, church, or a deaf relative. My story is a little different. I was bartending when a deaf man came in and sat down. I immediately offered to smoke weed with him on the patio, as one does, because I was fascinated with the stranger's story. As you can tell, I only provide the best customer service. That is great customer service for just a normal bar, all right? I love that. Also, ASL means American Sign Language, right? Correct. That's what we're talking about? Yes. Okay. American Sign Language. Yeah. By the end of the night, via paper and pen, I had offered to give him free beer and weed in exchange for ASL lessons, an offer he accepted. Yeah. I became obsessed with learning ASL as a hobby, and when I decided to go to college for interpreting, I even tested out of ASL 1 thanks to his lessons. Yes. Fast forward seven years later, and bam, I have a few years of ASL interpreting under my belt, and I'm not slinging vodka crayons to douches who leave their hotel key as hey, a tip. cool. Pretty awesome. Really awesome. I love that story. Hearing, um, hearing her say that, it my the sudden flash that came to my mind was why doesn't why don't American universities and colleges as a language requirement teach American Sign that's, Language? That's I would have taken I, sign me language. Me too. Me too. Who wouldn't? It's like of course we need Spanish and Mandarin. We know we need these two moving into the future. But also I want to know sign language. I would love to know sign language. Oh yeah. man. It would be 
Yes, it, uh, I agree. It should be a language percent. requirement. Yeah. yeah, I don't need. I don't want to take Russian. I don't want. I'm not going to Russia. I'm not going to learn it. But I would love to just be able to be like, oh, this deaf child. I would like to say, how are you today? Do you want to go over here? Isn't that tree beautiful? <laughs> I took four years of Latin. It is a dead <laughs> language. No human being speaks or reads it any longer. No. Nope. I would have much preferred to have taken four years of ASL. Yep. Uh, I remember, so a lot of times at, usually when you're performing at a university and because okay. they have like, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, contracts or they have to do this, it's like written into one of their provisions for the university. Uh, they'll have an ASL interpreter for you while you do stand up, mm-hmm. And it is always, it's so insane. Like I'm, yeah. I'm unsure ever if, if there's anyone in the audience who is deaf um, but there is the ASL interpreter there. And whenever you're yeah. saying like, and it's mm-hmm. always a thing, like all comics do it, but then they just start saying disgusting things and then watching what the, of like course. the things are. And it it's is genuinely enjoyable every single time. Uh huh. That must be the craziest job to be, to be live interpreting in the moment. Very fast. Cause it's you gotta also, be very quick, you gotta be very, very fast. quick and you have to, you're performing as well. Like yes. that's, I would love to hear from someone who actually does like live ASL interpretation. I think isn't bullshit this isn't bullshit. I'm pretty. Sure <laughs> I think so. Is, Scotty yeah. is doing horns and then shooting yeah. shit out of his. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was yeah. I love that. I went to high school with a, a great athlete named Darla Darla Burns, which great is a name. great name. And Amazing I believe her name. parents were deaf. She was not. Okay. And at all the award ceremonies, she was a she was a great athlete. And uh, at all the award ceremonies, she would like win stuff. You mm-hmm. know, she'd win medals or whatever, best captain, this, that. And her parents, their applause was like, you know, waving yeah. your hands. It's not like clapping. And it was, and she would do it back to them. And and that was like well, the first time I became aware of sort of that. And I was like, this is great. This is like, I, I do. I mean, I can learn on my own. I bet if I went on YouTube yeah. in, in a year, I could do it. it. Yeah, they should offer it at colleges. Colleges, you know what they, listen to the Bananas know, podcast. Yeah, they're, the electives, when you get those books of electives, or you know, now it's all, all online, it's like, just start digging. It's amazing what you can find that your college probably does offer. Like, take one. I took oceanography, archaeology. I took everything that you could take. There was an upholstery class I tried to get into that taught you how to upholster what? chairs and furniture. That's amazing. It, it was like 10 kids or 15 kids, and I didn't get in, but... I, those give life skills. That those are life skills. That is the one thing I would love to know the origin of, and I'm sure this is just a Google away. Is do you remember exactly. like in the probably late '90s, early thousands, there was this like it was pre-internet meme idea of underwater basket weaving. Oh, yeah. You remember that? And it was like a criticism of a liberal yes. arts education. You're like, yes. what are you taking, underwater basket weaving? <laughs> I you absolutely know? remember. It was like a like a Jeff Foxworthy or Larry the Cable Guy joke or something. And um, I would love to know the origin of where that came from. You have a book of called Underwater Basket Weaving. Yes, I do. Um, I know. What? It's so funny. Well, it was also the, uh, it was like the gorilla cage is in the student union and there's a pool on the roof. Those were always the jokes for uh-huh. like telling freshmen. Um, 
my buddy so, so, Lee okay. and I wrote this. It's what? called Underwater Basket Weaving, a fall semester, and it is a fake syllabus <laughs> for students. It's all fake classes, and you can buy this on Amazon. If you go, on oh my Amazon god, this is crazy! I totally like. I think I knew you maybe did do this, but I forgot. Yes. When did you write this? Oh, probably 2010. Okay. No, probably 2008. All right. But we've only sold like 100 copies. <laughs> uh, um, but like, so the idea is that this would be your fall semester at a liberal arts school and you go in and um, like topics include hiking at home, um, <laughs> sandcastle demolition. Um, this only happens to other families. Um <laughs> <laughs> real estate and outer space and then we would go through and we describe what the course teaches you but there's some really um <laughs> shy civil war generals you know nobody's <laughs> teaching <that. laughs> oh i would love to know who is shy the civil yeah. war nobody's talking about it nobody's talking about it that's right introduction to mall fudge studies so we just went through <laughs> and created i don't know 300 Different fake That's classes amazing. because of what you're talking about. So you, so is this just like self-published? Uh, Amazon has a small publishing division, and uh -huh. so you can order it, and they just print it out and publish it. I'll double check that it's still on, but I know somebody recently is like, "Hey, man, I found an old email, and I bought the book, and I'm laughing. I can't believe we did this." Let me see, underwater <laughs> basket weaving. And we were gonna do. We were hoping it would like become viral, right. and we would write one for every semester. Um, let's see if I can find it on here. But, but yeah, I it was do. So I fun. do wonder where the original meme came from of the underwater basket weaving. Um, me too. I have no. Oh, it is okay. It's still for sale. It's got three out of five stars. It's got seven reviews. Seven oh, reviews. Oh, give us some reviews. Give us some yeah, reviews. I've never looked at this before. Uh, one is from me, so that doesn't count. So six <laughs> reviews. Funniest book I've read in 2015. I found this book to be hilarious, easy read. Anyone who has ever thought, anyone who has ever been through any sort of higher learning will almost certainly get a kick out of this pitch perfect skewering of academia. Yeah. If you only like The Onion or Ted L. I don't know. Oh, The Onion. Sure. Yeah. Um, this is right up your alley. If you like the Onion or Ted L. Nancy books, Letters from a Nut, this is sure to make you laugh. There we go. My favorite courses were deconstructing Harry, diagnosing horse nightmares, and smelling yard sale toys. <laughs> wow, this is great. Uh, I want to see what the one star review yes, was. Let's that's see what somebody exactly wrote. what Here you want. Here we go. Oh, I can't wait. Um, mm -mm 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 -mm. One star review. Here it is. <laughs> This book is not what it says it is. This is not funny. Okay. This, I mean, that's this fine. This book is not what it says it is. Is that person looking for instruction on underwater basket weaving? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, well. Sorry to let you down, stranger. Uh, yeah, uh, it's on. If you, go, if you go on Amazon and search for underwater basket weaving book, it'll come up. And there you go. I, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that until you said that. I love it that you've written a book and you've completely forgotten about it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I did. I really did. But it's a, maybe I'll do another one. Maybe we should just do another one for fun. Yeah. Do um, it. All right. You want one? Let's yeah, see. Yeah, we, we got give me a short one in our last two minutes of the pod. Here's a Oh, this is a this is a nice one. This is about lying to your parents. Okay. I lied to my parents about a bad spill I took while roller skating when I was actually hit by a car. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I 
I ended up in physical therapy for a year and Whoa. had to keep the lie alive because my parents also ended up in the same physical therapist. I am okay. We are all okay, by the way. Oh, what? But don't you, you know, I want when you more get that injury, details. I want more I know. details. Like, why would, why would you have to lie? Seems like getting hit by a car is not your fault. It must have been a friend, right? It, mu- it must have been a friend. Oh. So, I, my sister drove me to high school, and we picked up a couple of my neighbors, and we were driving. It was like the one time her friend needed a ride, and we were going down this other road, and then a girl that was in my sister's class was backing out of her driveway really Mm-mm. fast and hit us. Mm-mm. And everybody screamed. and total, It didn't total it, but my sister drove an old crappy station wagon at the time, so it totaled it and that it was like $1,000 worth of damage, and this station wagon's worth $1,000. But I remember we pulled off to the side and it's like, is everybody okay? Is everybody okay? And my sister just turns to me and she goes, you didn't even, you didn't even make a noise. I was like, well, I kind of saw it happening. She's like, you didn't scream. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, what, I mean, what good would that have done? She's like, that's so weird. I was like, I just held the handle. We were all okay. But she was just, to this day, she was like, how didn't you yell? It doesn't make sense that you weren't like, oh, shit. I was just like, and here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Of course this happens. Of course it did. I remember I I think the one thing that I had done that I lied to my mom about. Well there was two, but one was um we were I was we were shooting a video, home video, um of mm. uh, uh, Boris the Black and Decker serial killer and um I was supposed to hit my buddy with the car, quote unquote. So we were filming, oh, and I wait, came I in. Tell, I think you told this before. Uh huh. Is this the one where your buddy's butt went through the windshield? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, I what like. Was I lie though. It was just like three, four, four miles an hour. But then once he like slowly rolled up onto the windshield, I accelerated, and it's just. It was just like the pressure of the acceleration just Crazy. popped a hole in like a butt-shaped hole. And so we told my mom that um, it was a basketball. And I she mean, never what believed it. a crazy it. lie. She of never really not. believed it. Um, but I think there was a lot of stuff where it was like, would say it. My mom was like, sure. I don't even well, want to get into what it. Well, what you just did is you connected the premise of why windshields exist and <laughs> now you have an actual tail you just brought it full circle, full circle. I, when you see kurt crushing it on his next special just 15 solid minutes about windshield <laughs> there it is you'll be glad you have the mini sods on wondery plus thank you for listening folks and uh remember if you're listening to this on the main feed we did this six months ago so if you message us yeah. we won't know what you're talking about <laughs> oh yeah bananas <laughs> Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas! Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.